Blog Talk Radio. I feel like this all the time trying to politically awaken people that they're being lied to, that there's an agenda. It's not left or right. It's, hey, there's mind control going on. The signals broadcast 24 hours a day through all this media. Just become aware of it, and they'll say, there's nothing going on. And I want to say, put on these glasses or start chewing concrete. They have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. They have recruited the rich and the powerful. And they have blinded us to the truth. The question is, do we all work for central bankers? That's what I want to address to our guest tonight. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. An estimated 50 to 70 million Americans suffer from a sleep disorder or sleep deprivation. Outside the limit of our sight, feeding off us. Perched on top of us from birth to death are our owners. Latest census numbers prove the United States has the biggest gap between rich and poor compared to all westernized countries today. Our projections show that by the year 2025, not only America, but the entire planet will be under the protection and the dominion of this power alliance. The gains have been substantial, both for ourselves and for you. The human power elite. And for the first time in all of human history, mankind is politically awakened. That's a total new reality. I've got one that can see. We can't be the only ones who can see. Unfortunately, you've grown up hearing voices that incessantly warn of government as nothing more than some separate sinister entity that's at the root of all our problems. It's a new morning in America. Fresh. an absolute fact. The goal is world peace. That must be our prime responsibility. We are the leader of the free world whether we want to be or not. And therefore we are the only ones that can preserve the peace. And to do that we must have strength. Meeting this mission as responsibility for preserving the peace which I believe is a responsibility peculiar to our country, that we cannot shirk our responsibility as a leader of the free world because we're the only one that can do it. All right, Joseph Gibson podcasting here. Understanding the times in which we live today. Uh, you know, uh, got a little documentary here to play. This is going to be going a white privilege thing there. So I'll be back here in about two minutes. Two minutes, so just hang on. Anybody wants something they got to add, 657-383-0616, press the number one. We're having some fun today.
Okay, all right. Let's see, what do we got here? Uh, first, I want to play something up here where this is the, uh, I've checked this one out. It probably fits the narrative for the show here for Sarge and everybody that usually calls in and whatnot. They, an issue here that we address. Hopefully I got it here. I, yeah, here it is right here. It's pretty good, actually. These people actually, they call out these liberals, and they do a good job of it, actually. They really, they get in there. They really, really, they go to these universities, and these dumbed-down college kids try to, try to challenge them, and uh, they, they shut them down. So it's pretty good. So we're going to listen to this, and uh, uh, then we'll take some phone calls. Email, welcome. selection. I don't know who that was. That was the song. Um, it was refreshing in the last panel to hear people talking about how to keep students safe from actual violence, not safe from mainstream conservative ideas. Um, and uh, what I thought we'd do, we have about 45 minutes, um, and uh, I thought we would begin by just having Charlie and Candace talk to everyone about what TPUSA is and how your personal lives led into TPUSA. I know that Charlie spoke here roughly half a decade ago, and a lot of people here, I think, are here for the first time, so that might be really useful. So why don't we just start there? Sure. Uh, first of all, I just want to say uh, thank you all for having me here again. I did not bring any Antifa protesters with us today. Um, it's been a long month this week, I'll have to say that much. Um, you know, you can't, you can't eat breakfast in Philadelphia anymore without drawing a small crowd. Um, I just first want to say thank you to the Steamboat Institute and the amazing people in this room that have played such a critical role to Turning Point USA's growth throughout the years. Uh, I sat on this stage I think four years ago um, and Turning Point was a lot smaller than it, uh, than it is today. Um, it was, we were on a couple hundred campuses. It was an idea that was still in formation and here we are four years later and six years in we're present on 1,300 college and high school campuses, have thousands of activists passing through our training programs. It's a really amazing American success story. Jennifer, thank you for all the generosity and the platform you have given myself, Candace, and our organization throughout the years. And thank you to Tom and Donna and David, Ellen and the Lazoffs. I could name everyone in this room because it's just been amazing, the blessing that has poured out from this uh, this conference and this gathering of amazing patriots here in Steamboat. Um, so for those of you that don't know, I started this organization, Turning Point USA, six years ago um, in June of 2012. Uh, Turning Point is now the nation's largest and strongest and I would say most innovative youth organization, as I mentioned, now present on 1,300 college and high school campuses. Uh, we stand for free markets, limited government, and American exceptionalism. We, uh, just this last summer, have accomplished a lot. We had the nation's largest Young Women's Leadership Summit, High School Leadership Summit, Young Latino Leadership Summit. We had a Chapter Leadership Summit, brought our top 120 leaders to the White House to meet with the President. 
um, and had time to uh, make fools of Antifa. So we've been, uh, we've had a very, uh, I'd say, interesting summer, but we are involved in the culture war in a very important and pertinent way. And uh, as Candace always says, politics flows downstream from culture. Met Candace back in November, hired her five minutes after I met her, and as they say, the rest is the future, as you say. So, okay. Um, so most of you guys, I don't know if all of you know this, but I started my journey on YouTube, actually. Uh, for me, I was never really politically inclined. I was working in a private equity firm in Manhattan, and when Donald Trump announced his bid for the presidency, I remember thinking that I did not want him to be the president of the United States for a ton of reasons. I think he made a lot of people uncomfortable. He definitely was not and still is not your typical politician, um, but I was impressed by the rhetoric that was coming out of the media. I, I, they said that they felt that he was ill-prepared or they didn't have the experience that would have made sense, but instead they were saying that he was sexist and that he was a racist and um, that he was transphobic, and at one point they said that he was incestuous, that he had feelings for Ivanka, and I thought that that was really extreme rhetoric, especially because I grew up in a household where I listened to a ton of hip-hop music, and particularly in the black community, Trump was glorified. Uh, there were in Jay-Z songs, in Beyonce songs, everybody was sipping poolside at Mar-a-Lago. Everybody wanted to be like Trump. He was a symbol of status. And then the second he decided to become the President of the United States, they all changed their mind, decided that he was racist. And that didn't seem very practical or true to me. So um, I had started wondering then, is it po possible that racism is now being used as a theme to turn black people into single-issue voters? And of course the answer is yes. I had this brilliant idea that I could be the person that could shake everything up. I was going to quit my job and everything I knew and start making YouTube videos, and I was going to have tremendous success. Um, really could have been a delusion, but <laughs> I suppose I got lucky, um, and I worked really hard. And I saw such a clear path in my head because I understood how it was possible that I thought I had to be a Democrat up until that point, that I thought that I had to be a liberal. I understood um, what was going on, and I was – by my third video, I woke up in the morning and I had 29 million views worldwide. Um, thank you. Yeah, pretty, pretty big. The, the video was dubbed in Portuguese, it was dubbed in Spanish, it was dubbed in French, and that was really surprising to me because I thought that I was hitting at um, an American sentiment, that the media was duping us, they were being dishonest, that they were trying to wrap us into our emotions. But that particular video and the way that it took off let me know that I was hitting at a worldwide sentiment, that something wasn't adding up. And it, it really inspired me to keep, to keep going. It, it led me to Charlie. And uh, the reason why everyone says, why don't you have your own show? Why don't you do this? If I was serious about reversing the effects of what I refer to as a mass brainwashing that the left um, has been able to implement on the black community, I had to understand how I was brainwashed. And there were three main verticals that I understood we had to attack. Uh, the first one is, is family. So the breakdown of the black family, which started in the 1960s with LBJ and the Great Society Act, that's the first thing they did. Um, anybody that asks me the question, what is the number one issue facing the black community, I tell them it's father absence, because it is. Um, thank you. The second vertical, culture and media. I, I, where do we get our information from? Uh, most of the people that found me say that they found me through Kanye West. Despite the fact that I've been on Fox News millions of times before that, that culture and that media vertical was super important that we attacked. The third vertical, of course, is the education system, which has been turned into a uh, liberal indoctrination camp. And Charlie was already fighting that vertical, so he and I linked up, and he's not being funny when he says he hired me in five minutes. Uh, I spoke on a panel just like this, got off stage, and Charlie said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to lead the black revolution against the Democrat Party. And he said, you're hired. You're hired. Sit down. <laughs>
You should do a Trump impression. Really good. I actually do a pretty good Donald, I have to say. It's not bad. The best, actually. It's interesting to hear you say that your video went viral in other countries because one thing that I've noticed in the last few weeks, actually, is the extent to which the ideology of social justice and identity politics really has a kind of international reach. I mean, it's strange when I watch Brazilian news to hear people speaking in kind of the same terms that a lot of humanities professors uh, in American colleges uh, speak. And so it's really just an observation more than anything. It's not clear to me how that particular way of thinking has sort of spread to the degree that it has. Well, it's not organic. Quite strategic by George Soros and the Open Society Foundation. Uh, there's an ideology that everyone should familiarize yourself with. It's called postmodernism, but it's really cultural Marxism. And postmodernism started in the 1970s from a, by a philosopher in France, Jacques Derrida. All bad ideas start in France, so we might as well continue that trend. And then it got introduced to the Yale uh, Humanities Department, and almost every horrific idea in America starts in Yale. Um, and so that's two for two. And essentially it comes from this idea that there's no such thing as absolute truth, that you are what you say you are. This is where the whole um, idea of transgenderism comes from and the challenging of is there such thing as absolute truth, so on and so forth. Uh, the postmodernists say no. And in yeah. LSU, the Native American affairs blew up the paradigm of the bourgeoisie versus the proletariat, and they reconfigured it to oppressor versus oppressed, more specifically based on racial identity politics. So you're looking at what the left would look at Candace and I, and I'd say Charlie Kirk's a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. I am the. All right, let's get to the where they get, uh, go into the crowd here and uh, shut down, smack down the liberals. That's probably the best part. I don't want to hear about them, but uh, we do get there. And, and really, this is the arguments, and I get these calls myself sometimes. People call in, and they they have no factual foundation whatsoever. Little mounds that are five thousand years old. Is this Native American territory? Have we violated? I mean, they probably had books. They probably named their mounds a million times. Should we leave right now? Because, I mean, it's their, it's their land. Well, you should be asking yourself that question. I don't live here. I came here to ask you this. I think you're I don't live here. I came here to ask you this. Well, but that question is for yourself. You're posing the question. What are you doing here? You, I know. What are, I came here to ask you questions, but I'm doing. So you plan on leaving the country? I plan on leaving, yes. Look, was, was the, uh, you, you, do, you do plan on leaving. I mean... At some point, yeah. What, what, country, what country are you moving to? Probably France. You think, do, you, do you think France is a better country than America? I'm going on vacation. I'm not, like, living there. Christ. Oh, okay. Do you, think, do you think there's ever been a better country than America to exist? Uh, like, cosmically? Yeah, maybe. But, like, how do you objectively evaluate country? Most, how about generosity, benevolence, productivity? Entrepreneurial capacity. I mean, yeah, Luxembourg's got a higher median income. Sweden, Britain, higher median income. That's a pretty good measurement that we're behind it. So, okay. yeah, there are better countries than us. You, okay, so you would say that the European... Have you ever been to Sweden? I, I, I was just in Sweden, and there is an absolutely crippling amount of political correctness where people are absolutely afraid to say anything. I mean, say absolutely anything. Yeah, that's well, an objective measure, right? If we're going by the measure of median income, though, it's better. Because there's no, like... I mean, I, 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 could, go better I could go endlessly on why America is the greatest country ever to exist, but here's the funny thing. I bet you won't leave. Because America is the only country in the world that even those who say they hate it refuse to leave. I don't hate this country. I've never said I hate this country, ever. When did I say that? What? Well, so, so you love America? Yeah. 
and you want to move to France. Why not? Yeah, it's a cool country. Like, which question? Him endlessly rambling is not a question. What? Oh, you said I hate America, asshole. I didn't say that. Okay. Wait. All right, well. Do you believe that? I think, I think, I think what? we start Do you believe fun. that? Do I believe that I don't hate America? I don't hate America. Okay, that, that, uh, uh, good luck in France. Au revoir, mon ami. Those are, the, those are the complete idiots right there. And that's how, and that's how liberals get. That's how they get when, they're, when they get owned, totally owned. And uh, it, there was a bunch of them here where they uh, go back and forth uh, against the liberals here. And uh, i got another one here, actually, that I'm going to pull up here. And they <clears> – <throat> where people that – I mean, the, the liberal basically has no – they can't – they have no foundation to stand upon. They can't uh, have a civil conversation. You heard that guy on me, the asshole. That's uh, the name-calling. That's what they resort to. As soon as they begin to lose an argument or a debate or a discussion. Every liberal I've ever spoken to or had a, uh, a, a discussion with turned into – that's what it's turned into, a shouting match or a, or a uh, back-and-forth uh, name-calling thing. And, and, and they're usually the ones that initiate it uh, uh, and beginning. But here's one on white supremacy. This is going to be a good one right here. And uh, where they don't have any, any ground to stand upon. This is C-SPAN. Seriously, to your use of the word, so, word hilarious. Um, to me, this feels a lot like your reaction to being named in one of these manifestos. Now, you're, of course, not responsible for the words of somebody writing that document. But I do think that laughing at it is a real problem because these are real families that are impacted by this violence. And I think our efforts towards talking about this have to start from a place of mutual respect, which is what I've heard from, from this side of the table. Now, the reason we don't have those numbers, I want those numbers as much as you do, but the numbers, to say the numbers don't show something is simply not supported by the data. Okay, and I have 38 seconds left, Ms. Mulligan, if you, can, if you want to respond within that time. The only thing I would add is that um, it's in the name, terrorism, domestic terrorism. It terrorizes us. It terrorizes us in our homes. It terrorizes us in our schools. Um, and, the, and to the points made by the other panelists, it is disproportionate um, to its impact on any individual life, and it's not – you reject the idea of something that doesn't matter or it doesn't really matter? Absolutely reject. Okay. All right, so here's where we are. Every, every member now has had five minutes and – I'll go ahead and thank my friend. Okay, and Mr. Clay. So we have two members who have not. So I'm going to go to the two members who have not yet, and, then, and we'll give an opportunity for a closing thought to any member who wants before we go. Am I next to respond, or is Mr. Meadows? I thought Mr. Meadows was Mr. next. Mr. Meadows, okay. Mr. Meadows is next, and Mr. Clay, then to you, Mr. Jordan. Uh, Ms. Owens, obviously this is a gang up on you. You know, we, we're, we're giving uh, these witnesses the ability to do a rebuttal on you. And so, um, you know, I, I find it unfair, Ms. Ballou. I mean, you know, candidly for you to show mutual respect and then you to go after Ms. Owens is not appropriate. So, Ms. Owens, you can have four minutes and 34 seconds to respond. However, you I'll, I'll yield to the Thank you. Uh, I believe, Ms. Owens, when you used the word hilarious, it was, in, it was referencing the fact that no one had asked you a question. It wasn't to the subject matter of the hearing. Is that right? 
That is correct. And perhaps to have another witness insinuate something that is not accurate is just not appropriate, Mr. Chairman, for how witnesses are supposed to behave in front of this committee. I also think you didn't say it doesn't matter about the subject matter of today's hearing. You said there are other subjects that matter as well, and maybe we should spend some time on those. Is that accurate? That is correct, and they matter much, 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 much more. And I have said that. I said that in my opening, and I will say it again. You know that white supremacy and white nationalism is nowhere near, ranks nowhere near the top of the issues that are facing black America. And the reason that you are bringing them up in this room is because it is attempt to make the election all about race as a Democrat. Not in my case, Ms. Owens. Please do not characterize my motive. Mr. Chairman, it's my time. It's my time. You've got your time, Mr. Minnesota. Give you three more seconds. Every four years, you bring up race, and you knew exactly what I meant when I said hilarious, and you just tried to do live what the media does all the time to Republicans, to our president, and to conservatives, which you tried to manipulate what I said to fit your narrative, okay? I was not referring to the subject matter that is hilarious. I said it's hilarious that we are sitting in this room today, and I've got two doctors and a missus, and nobody can give us real numbers that we can respond to so we can assess how big of a threat this is, because you know that it is not as big of a threat as you are trying to make it out to be so you can manipulate. And the audacity of you to bring up the Christchurch shooting manifesto and make it seem as if I laughed at people that were slaughtered by a homicidal maniac is, in my opinion, absolutely despicable. And I think that we should be above that. To try to assign reality or any meaning to a homicidal maniac writing a manifesto, which, by the way, let the record show, also stated Spyro the Dragon, the child's cartoon, as a source of inspiration. He also cited Nelson Mandela as a source of information. I don't think, I don't think that Nelson Mandela has inspired mosque shootings. You can correct me if you think I'm wrong. You, you would rather assign meaning to a homicidal maniac than to actually address what I said to, the things that I said today that are actually harming black America. Number one, father absence. Number two, the education system and the illiteracy rate. Illegal immigration ranks high, abortion ranks high, white supremacy and white nationalism, if I had to make a list again of 100 things, would not be on it. This hearing, in my opinion, is a farce, and it is ironic that you're sitting here and you're having three Caucasian people testify and tell you what their expertise are. Do you want to know what my expertise are? Black in America. I've been black in America my whole life, all 30 years, and I can tell you that you guys have done the exact same thing every four years ahead of an election cycle, and it needs to stop. I'll, I'll yield back. Thank you, Mr. Meadows. And that was you ever wondered? All right, all right. All right, everybody. Understanding the times in which we live today, um, I like when the white liberals get up there and they're like, yeah, yeah. You know, they just, uh, they're, they're hilarious. I mean, they're just, uh, but then they, they don't even realize they're criticizing them their own selves. I got one more here. Um, if I can get it up here, find it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I know it was, I just saw it here. All right, here we go. This this one right here. This should be, this should be the one that I was going to play. I'll try to see if this one's it. Well, we have two exciting combos today and Friday before fall break, and I want to uh, first tell you about an opportunity. You know, Liberty is only three hours from Washington, D.C., so we try to give our students an opportunity to get involved in national politics. Penny, Penny Nance is head of Concerned Women for America. She's on our board. She went to Liberty. Her daughter, is her daughter still here, Claire? Nope, that's not the one. All right. Well, anyway, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. 
question number one. I had another one up here where they was uh, when they had the students there, <clears throat> they got into a good shouting match, good exchange, and they just totally looked like complete ass, asinine idiots. I wish I could find it, uh, but uh, I had it up last night. Um, but uh, this is the, you know the liberal the liberal agenda, the libtard agenda out there is is something that is a severe. They're 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 passing this information off to us that it's a a norm this green new deal uh this uh, the the uh white uh, militia groups or are uh, which militia groups are not all white are terrorists now terrorist groups uh and uh and and supremacy uh, and sup- uh, white supremacists and it's just a total nonsense but see people believe this and what they're doing is they want all these groups classified as terrorist groups and you know, first of all, no American should be classified and designated as anything. If you're a born, natural-born citizen in this country and you are an American citizen, the people that should be deemed a threat are the people that are coming over across the border illegally. <clears throat> Those are the people that should be deemed a threat right there. The people that are shooting up the streets in Chicago, if you want to deem anybody a threat, those are the people that should be deemed a threat. Those are the people that need to be going after. These people in the cities that are doing these shootings. Okay, those are the threats. The people that are burning down their own neighborhoods, those are the threats. Okay, to our society today and to our country and to our people. Not not the people out there who are trying to do the right thing, but the working man that's out there because he's concerned about his uh heritage or he's concerned about his past. Or he's concerned about the future and the way things are going going on because we have a Republican and Democrat party that are that are funded by all the same money. And where does the money come from? We've been over that a million times. So that's what we need to be – and that's what's watering down our system and corrupting our system too. We have judges that think they can just rule any way they wish to now to the narrative of the media, to the narrative of, of liberal, the liberal agenda. They even don't even comply with their own statutes now, which are, total, which are to- totally unconstitutional, most of them. You know, but the codified laws that they have in this country, you know, but we're not going to get into UCC and codified laws, but they're all unconstitutional. And, and, and uh, you know, it's uh, over one million statutes on the books. Ridiculous. I don't even know how many ordinances. It's just a, a, a damn sham. It's a sham. Mockery, farce, and sham. Look that case up. That's a real case, by the way. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. If you want to press number one, you can comment here on the uh, tonight's podcast. Um, what I've got here is I'm trying to pull up one more here. I'm trying to get it here real quick. Uh, but this, 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 this. Uh, I don't like the way they are attacking it anyway. This, these two. I understand the turning point of what they're doing, and I like how they attack the liberals and they attack Antifa. That's good, and they expose it for what it is. But they're bringing about. Another type of change in the future that I don't that I foresee what they're trying to do, and I don't like that change because it gets away from our original constitution and our people, and it gets away from the foundations of America. It gets away from the foundation of what we were founded upon as America. You know, they're they're still going into this melting pot phase, and it can't work when you get a melting pot. The melting pot idea, the American experiment, is a failed idea. Okay, and and it's just not going to work. It won't work, and it's been proven. It hasn't worked. It didn't work in the 60s. It hasn't worked in the 70s. It didn't work in the 80s during the economic boom there, and in the 90s, the fluctuation of the 90s, and and then and now here in the new millennial uh, information age, it's not working either. 
You know, it's a crumbling idea, no matter how you try to change the narrative, and that's what I meant. But they do bring up good talking points where they expose the liberal agenda, but I don't like their new way of thinking uh, or their their new projected future and how they want to uh, push America forward because it doesn't attack the main problem. When they start standing up and saying, this is the group of people that are destroying everything and that are putting their fangs and their tentacles into the schools and the educational system, then maybe I would support them. But, and we know what's going on here. I will always say it all the time. Now, you have the Jews, you have the Roman Catholic Church, very, very important in this uh, tentacle of globalist ideas, the Rothschilds, the Carnegies, the Warburgs, the uh, uh, Rockefellers. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. These are these are the found these are the organizations and groups out there that are the threat to America and the foundation of America. If there's any foundation left, I, I, I you know see they're just what they're what they're doing is is they're taking a dirty car and they're throwing a coat of wax on it. You can't do that. You have to wash the car first, you know, and then you wash. And that and that's how and that's how you fix the problem. So if we're not going to fix, if we're not going to identify the real problem, well, all we're doing is we're just putting a Band-Aid over the wound. And it's going to open up again in the future. And that's just a fact. And we got, and that's not going to cure the problems that we face here today or that we're going to face tomorrow. It's just not going to happen. I had one more here I want to pull up here. Uh, one more was a good one, actually, where they do exchange – with the crowd, I'm trying to find it, and uh, <clears throat> always happens to me for some reason when I do the uh, podcast. Excuse me, the one that I want to pull up and play, it does not. It plays all the other ones for some reason. I don't know. It's got to be something wrong with my system here. The first one I upload, it doesn't. It doesn't allow me to do it, and then it, it kicks to the second one. I don't know what's going on with that. If I got a virus or whatnot, who knows? But uh, this, oh, here we are. Here it is, right here. This is it, right here. This is the exchange one, right here. Let's get this one going.
have a front-row seat for American political history. And knowing the family the way that I do, and I've known uh, your father uh, for 15-some-odd years, for about 13 years now, uh, I knew with how the family stuck together, how hard they worked, how they really just had a great love and passion for the country, that they can do anything else. You know, with their time, they decided to put the skin in the game and give it all back because they could no longer, like, sit in the sidelines and see what the Democrats and the liberals were trying to do to destroy this country, the very foundation of liberty and freedom uh, that we worked so hard for for years and years to, to get to where we are today. And the president, uh, you know, is somebody, if you know him, it's difficult to even see the way people behave. So rapidly, with 92% of press coverage, Their own uh, COVID rules. 
Um, British government warns COVID vaccine-induced mutations may kill 2.6 billion people. Okay. Dem uh, lawmaker and CNN's uh, Stelter compared Trump cult to Jonestown. Fauci refutes Biden. No new lockdowns, but things are going to get worse as Delta variant spreads. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, from what I heard, it was uh, going, uh, you know, going down, down from the uh, from what I was told. But uh, this is a um, the war room here, so let's play this one. Uh, that one, of, one of, you know, we, we got to get that patriotic energy back, especially in urban America. So that's the Solutionary Summit. Anybody that's in Miami for Labor Day weekend, pull on up. This is one of the things that I get a lot when, when talking to other uh, people in media or activists out there is, you know, Owen, what, what can we do to kind of bring people together and come up with solutions or, or, or change hearts and minds and, and awaken people? And so this is, this is one of the ways, and it's a, it's a question I constantly get, and it's having events like this, it's inviting your neighbors, inviting your friends, telling your family about it, having local events, showing up to school board meetings. And I think that people are starting to kind of understand that concept and put it into practice. Yeah, I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, I would love for us as patriots and, and you know, liberty-loving humans, um, I would love to say that it's all us. But the reality is the, the horrible government and, and, you know, these globalists are doing a lot of the heavy lifting for us. They're so draconian and overreaching right now that even people that just were generally trying to just be lazy are kind of like, okay, that's enough. It's, it's so uh, obtuse that even the general public is going, nah, man, one second it was, okay, we got to have a mask. Then it's, oh, you got to have a triple mask. Then it's, you got to have this vaccine. Now it's, you got to have two vaccines. Now you got to have booster shots. Pfizer's putting something together now where they're talking about, you know, they want to have something where every two weeks you take this injection. Everyone sees it. So some of the heavy lifting that, you know, overreaching government, and people that are not in alignment with liberty, the, the hard work that they're doing is, is actually educating and galvanizing the people. And like you said, it's important for us to have this conversation, put people together, put their petty squabbles aside, and fight for liberty. And you don't have to have a big event like Maja's Solutionary Summit, which I predict will be bigger than your last one was, and it's only going to grow. Just get a local, a local Bible study. Have a block party. You know, invite neighbors to, to have dinner. You know, it's time to get back to this normal human behavior that we've kind of just got lost in all the technology. And uh, speaking of heavy lifting, for the audience uh, that's just listening today, I mean, Maj looks like he's about to go uh, do a strongman competition. He's got the muscle shirt on there. But seriously, this is something that I think we kind of need to get back to. And, and that's, it is physical health. It is being healthy. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, have six-pack abs and, you know, be, look like a professional athlete or something. But you, we, we need to start preaching and practicing better health because that's one of the victories over the globalists. They want you fat. They, they want you unhappy. It's, those two things are tied together. It's like I played this video from these uh, pro-abortionists at the Texas Capitol that are upset because they can't uh, uh, abort a baby that has a heartbeat. And they're all fat and, and unhappy. Uh, we, we, we have to do something about this. I, I hate seeing humanity just turn into fat, unhappy, lazy slobs. Yes, they want you unhealthy. They want you uninformed. They want you depressed. And all of these things go hand in hand. You know, we're talking about, you know, today, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, you know, another friend of the program, is trending, I think, today because he's talking about, hey, this is how I handle these things with health and wellness. Nowhere in this conversation over the last year has it been, Hey, let's get healthy. Let's go out in the sun. Let's, you know, because 
don't, don't, don't boost your immune system. We as Big Pharma, or so-called Big Pharma, want you to be, you know, they're drug dealers. Let's be very clear. They're drug dealers, you know. And so they want you addicted to their drugs. And we have more power than we may even realize at this moment. But having events like this, making sure we're going out in the sun, making sure, you know, these events have a component of health and wellness, have a component of here's how you maintain your, your good vibes, how you protect your energy. These are things that we have to do. You cannot have a revolution towards liberty if you are not having a revolution in, in regards to what you put in your body. So all of these things we're absolutely going to touch on at the Solutionary Summit. We want everybody in Southern Florida, Miami to come out. You, uh, get the link on my uh, social media. We have free links for people that can't afford it right now because everything's not about money. So if you on the system, guys, though, if you can't afford it, we got a free Eventbrite link for you. Um, if you want to donate a few bucks, you can too. Uh, but we need we need all of these things, Owen. Oh, it's very important that, you, you know, stations like InfoWars, the information that you're putting out, the work that we're putting out, we have to make sure that the people understand that they have the power. We have the power. And they're not alone. They're not alone in this. You know, a lot of people feel alone and isolated, and they're not, and that's why events like this are so key as well. And I just feel that... Once you get around like-minded people and you start to hear the right things, it's a revolution of the mind, it's a revolution of the body, and then you can be the, the person that you want to see in the world. And, again, I'm not trying to make fun of these women that were out there at the Texas Capitol, but, I mean, seriously, this, this is not the type of people that are, that are healthy. They're not happy. I, I hate seeing Americans turn into this. I mean, seriously, like, we're the most obese country in the world. I mean, hell, poor people are fat in America. I mean, how do you even have that dynamic? Probably the first time ever in the world that that's even existed. All right, Maj Torre is with us again, his event this weekend in Miami. Uh, stick around one more segment. Let's just talk about some news. Uh, what, what's on your mind as far as some of the politics are concerned right now? We'll be right back. So when I'm taping this on September 1st, 2021, and I was about to cut an ad for vitamin mineral fuel. Pfizer with the Mernoderna, with the J&J and others, they all do the same thing. It's all ordered by Fauci. They already pre-tested it. You produce, as a suicide bomber, massive amounts of spike protein synthetic virus, just the shell. It's super poisonous and deadly, and you just colonize everyone. And, and your body overreacts. You take steroids. You beat it. Your body gets over it. But it's like a poison. It's not really a, it's a virus that acts as a poison. And then you just reinfect, 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 reinfect. And then you're getting monthly shots, daily pills, and they had it all planned. They cooked it up and released it on you and your family. And until we stop taking the vaccines, it won't stop. But you understand, they're going to keep taking more shots. They'll be factories. They'll get sick. They'll die. They'll make you sick. And then they'll turn around and blame you, the unvaccinated, for everybody dying. Even though the statistics show it's the vaccinated. It is through. I'm taping this on September 1st, 20. All right, everybody. Here's a guest from podcasting here on the the Times, which is today. All right, I'm going to check the phone boards here in a second. Uh, one uh, site I'm going to go through and read from tonight. <clears throat> it's a good one. It's a good resource uh, tool, actually. Resources take action and videos on here. Uh, the Constitutional Law Group. Um, it's a great uh, do not consent, hold the line. Um, this is very important. If you're getting in trouble or whatnot, or you're going to get jammed up, or you're getting jammed up, or you're having some case, cases pending, I uh, would check this out. Constitutional Law Group is a team of volunteer patriots. Uh, states we're here to educate and to afford uh, you the blessing of being able to assist others by sharing the resources on our website. This is a place to study, learn, and share knowledge, wisdom, procedure, among other things. Um, 
you know, uh, we are oppressed by criminal syndicates masquerading as government. These syndicates do their best to control the education you and your children receive. The news you are allowed to hear in every way shape, shape your uh, perception of reality. The current race riots are a perfect example. This is all scripted, intended to divide us into smaller, weaker groups who cannot afford offer opposition. The federal government wants to federalize all local police forces and give them military weapons. Intentionally inciting these riots is their best way of convincing the American people to beg the military to take over local law enforcement. All a master plan for world domination. Do not consent. Hold the line. We are restructuring. Uh, okay, it uh, goes into there more and more. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, it's a group of const- It's actually a group of constitutional lawyers. They put this site up, uh, so check it out. I mean, it's a good site to check out. Constitutionallawgroup.gov. Uh, I mean, not gov. Uh, uh, us. Excuse me. Dot us. Sorry. Constitution. <laughs> constitutional law group. That's the name of the constitutional. Lawgroup.us. That's the name of the. That's the name of the site there. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Let's see here. Um, I may want to dive into some of this stuff here. So let me check and see if I got any callers here. Press number one if you guys want to talk. I'm gonna check. Go over here. Check the phone boards here real quick. Uh, uh, I got any callers here? Press number one if you want to comment. You got something you want to talk about or add? If not, then uh, hold your peace. All right. Uh, let's dive into this constitutional law. Um, it's got a lot of. Uh, resources, excuse me, a lot of resources that you can uh, dive into, and uh, like traffic law, for instance, so it offers you videos on how to uh, combat certain, uh, you know, right to travel package, uh, it gives you in here, report of uh, detainment, uh, notice to peace officer, notice to arresting officer templates, um, this is all from lawyers now, these are legitimate lawyers, these aren't these sovereign people out there claiming to be lawyers, these are actual uh uh, members of the bar. So, and your every single state is uh, is is put together in this. So, uh, a lot of like I said, a lot of resources. You may have a traffic ticket. You may want to be getting out of there. Um, so, I, if I were you guys, I would check it out. Uh, I'm gonna check out the travel package right now. Just see, just see, verify what it's got. Somebody sent me this actually, and they asked me to talk about this. So, I don't know who it was, but uh, I mean, it's a good stuff right here. The uh, well, uh, you know, uh, getting arrested, applications, checklist, have my rights been violated. Uh, this is really good because Miranda versus Arizona here. Uh, um, a lot of good stuff in here, so check it out. I wish I learned about this even actually earlier uh, for my personal situations, actually. I already knew a bunch of stuff, but I wish I knew more. Um, so check it out. Uh, the Constitutional Law Group, not us, and it gives you a lot of free information. They don't have to pay. There's no scams. Where you got to pay, you know, well, you know, only scams on the Internet today. All right, back to the news. Let's see here. What do we got here? All right. Uh, all right. Um, the American Journal here. Let's see. Let's go with that one here, and then I'll check calls again. 657-383-0616 is the number to call. Press the number one. Wow. You're all exactly who your detractor said you were. Then you have, uh, again, the, the argument goes on about uh, abortion, my body, my choice. Of course, you have... Uh, the obvious response, it's not your body. If there's a baby inside of you, that is the baby's body and a different DNA profile. It can be tested and shown to be distinct from your own. It is a living and independent organism that you are providing nutrients to, as you will after it's born, for several months. No difference in your body, out of your body. No. Slight slight difference in their comfort level, but other than that, it's the same process. Apparently that uh, arbitrary line... Uh, means a lot to people. 
but it is just hilarious how it's like, my body, my choice. Well, it's, you know, we say, well, it's not really your body. It's the baby's body, and it needs to be protected. And we're like, hey, my body, my choice, and they're just like, not anymore. Not anymore, idiot. Now we get to decide what goes into your body. Uh, PSYOP resistor says, uh, does anyone else think it's weird that we spent over $2 trillion on COVID relief? At no point did we ever consider increasing ICU capacity at all these hospitals that are apparently overburdened. Yeah, kind of interesting, isn't it? Of course, most of that COVID relief money has just been snatched up by leftist causes. <laughs> it's just all a scam. It's all your money. And it's like, oh, we need, you know, it's, I keep using it. It's like, oh, you're dying of cancer, so we need to donate to the cancer fund. And then it's like, oh, we use the cancer fund to pay off the debts that we took. Oh, yeah, we bought a Lamborghini and a house when we couldn't afford it. So now we're using your medical money to pay it off. It's literally what the Californians did. And what other, uh, like New York and other, um, like San Francisco and San Diego were like going into bankruptcy. They had no money. They spent all of their money and then all of their debt and were completely bankrupt. And then COVID happened and suddenly they just spent billions of that, you know, billions of the COVID dollars to fund the ridden social programs. That's what happened here. Okay. And then they're just like, well, the hospitals are overflowing. Get your, get your uh, vaccine quick. Just incredible. And apparently, in this uh, follow-up to a story we covered last week, the Sacklers, who made billions from oxycotton, win immunity from the opioid lawsuits. So we told you they signed an agreement where they would pay uh, billions of dollars, and then after years of going through this, for some reason, instead of just you know arresting and imprisoning them and taking their money because they caused one of the largest waves of death that this country has ever seen, and are responsible almost solely for the decline in population of white Americans in this country, a targeted horrific attack carried out by doctors and pharmacists to destroy the population of uh, middle America. Uh, they went through all of this. For some reason, we talked to them for a long time, spent probably millions of dollars just coming to the agreement that they would pay billions of dollars for, you know, killing hundreds of thousands of people and destroying entire economies. And uh, this one here, uh, D.C. court sends man to jail. Listen to this. You're going to love this one. D.C. court sends man to jail for watching conspiracy theory videos online. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You can't make this stuff up. A, a D.C. District Court judge on Thursday sentenced a man, this is from two hours ago, sentenced a man to jail for viewing content online that suggested the 2020 election was fraudulently stolen. The man, Douglas Jensen, has, had been released on July 13th after a month-long incarceration in a D.C. jail for allegedly participating in the January 6th rally at the U.S. Capitol. One condition set by U.S. District Court uh, Judge Timothy Kelly upon Jensen's pretrial release was he refrained from going online, specifically to stream election fraud conspiracy theory content, reports BuzzFeed News. During an unannounced uh, compliance check, officers found Jensen in his garage streaming unidentified content from Rumble. From Rumble, everybody which prosecutors claimed was a popular conservative platform. Jensen admitted to the court, uh, uh, the officer that he tried, uh, excuse me, Jensen admitted to the court, officer that he tried, he also had spent two days watching a cyber uh, 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 hosted, hosted platform by Pillow, my Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell. One of the most prominent proponents of election fraud conspiracy theories, writes BuzzFeed, um, 
After Jensen's lawyer, Christopher Davis, argued his client posed no threat to public safety, that he should not go to jail despite violating the terms of his release. Wait, violating his terms of release for what? Well, why was he violating any terms to begin with? He should never have been arrested. He should not. He was released. He should have been released and awarded money for being falsely arrested. Threat to public safety and that he should not go to jail despite violating the terms of his release. An unconvinced Judge Kelly moved to send him back to prison. He's simply unable to follow the conditions I've set out, the judge said. The case is exemplary of how a person's freedom and protections under the First Amendment can be instantly stripped away at a district court's whim. See that, folks? What about that, huh? Watching videos. Watching videos. He goes to jail for watching videos. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Does this make you angry? Have you had enough yet? Have you? Nah, not yet. Not yet, right? It has to happen to you. It has to happen to all of you out there before you've had enough, I think. Because I just don't see anybody really really uh, doing anything, you know? I mean, uh, court officers found man in garage streaming content from Rumble. What a crime. What a crime. What a cr- Man, that, what, that guy is a terrorist. Oh, my goodness. It's only a matter of time before they tell me to shut up. It's going to happen. I mean, they already, you already know, people out there know my situation here in North Carolina. It's only a matter of time. They're going to say, I cannot be on the Internet anymore. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. You know, and, and, and where do we draw the line? You know, they, they, they don't want me running for office down here. They don't because I have the support. I have the people. I have I have the backing. I've got the committee already. They're, they're scared shitless down here. They don't want me running. Because I will get these people in this area, in this district, all on the same team, and I will freaking have this. Let me tell you, I'm not going to tell you the, the, uh, what I, the platform that I'm going to be running under or what I have planned. But I've already told a few people in the committee and people around in this area what I plan on doing and what, uh, what, what I'm going to be proposing here. And being a lawmaker and a legislator is a very important thing. Because you're, you're, you're responsible for legislation, and I'm going to be f- responsible for de-legislation. That's what I'm going to be doing, de-legislation. That's just give you a little hint right there, okay? And these midterms are very, very important. Why everybody across the country is not getting involved, I don't know. Everybody should be involved or backing somebody. Getting That's what you should be doing right now, backing something or somebody for the next election so that we can have one last – Hoorah at this before we freaking go into an abyss. Oh, CV, COVID shots, comma, DNA, and transhumanism with Dr. Carrie Maid G. Maid J, excuse me. I remember I had Christina England on my podcast a long time ago. I wonder what happened to her. She was in over in the – her name was Christina England, and her name uh, reflected the country. She was actually in England, and she called into my podcast show about five years ago um, and uh, did an interview with me. I was about, you know, and we're going to go back and replay that maybe. Very interesting because we talked a lot about this stuff that's happening today. Christina England, she wrote a book, and uh, she was on my podcast, actually. Um, so uh, look her up. But uh, let's play this one right here, and I'll check the phones again. Because if you look around you and if you listen to the people, they will tell you their intent. They will tell you really what is behind these injections, really what the – issue is and the agenda is behind this invisible virus and the panic and fear. 
everybody, Alex Newman here again, and we have uh, an explosive show for you today. Uh, we have a returning guest, a very special guest, Dr. Carrie Madej, and she's kind of become like the, the go-to celebrity for information on what's going on with the COVID and uh, the vaccines, the information that the media is trying desperately to hide from you, the information that these censors at YouTube and Facebook are trying desperately to hide from you. Uh, fun fact, we, we did a, a previous interview with her. We uploaded it to YouTube. We didn't even make it public. It was just for our purposes because we we're reviewing the you know the, the information that appears on the screen and all that and without even having made it public it was private only we could see it YouTube banned it and gave us uh, another strike without us even allowing anybody to see it so that's how explosive the things that she has to say the things that she has to reveal uh, are as far as the powers that be are concerned uh, so for those of you who don't remember she is a medical doctor she's been practicing medicine for uh, for decades now she was the medical director at two uh, large medical clinics in Georgia. Uh, she's been mentoring uh, students on these issues in internal medicine uh, at a number of different places. She's also a very in-demand public speaker now. You see her all over the place, uh, at least all, all over the place in places that matter, places where you're going to get good, uh, truthful, accurate information that you won't hear from the fake media. And today she has an incredible uh, topic for us. She's going to talk about the vaccines, what's in them, uh, some of the nanotechnology, some of the ingredients, what they can be used for, uh, and, and even more importantly, you know, where this is all headed. Now, uh, you've watched uh, some of what we've done here. We've touched on the topic of transhumanism. We've touched on, uh, you know, Bill Gates and his obsession with modifying our DNA. I mean, he's been publishing on this for years now, including in uh, the propaganda mouthpiece for the Council on Foreign Relations. So, guys, this is a big topic. I know it sounds like science fiction but it's reality it's coming uh dr Madej, thank you uh, so much for being with us and thank you for for okay. sharing this information so uh, please uh, take it away tell us uh, what, what's in these vaccines what do we need to be concerned about thanks alex uh thanks for having me on um i just want to let everyone know uh, most of my knowledge i have on the su subject came from scientific and business meetings i attended and they talked about the future of humanity and how they would do it and so um, with that and with my uh, medical knowledge, I decided to speak up about this. So this presentation is, um, gives you some visual cues, and I think it makes it easier to understand this, this topic. So I think we'll start on that. Okay, so this is called, um, you know, the next human. It's called Human 2.0. They're talking about um, transhumanism and what that means. So the next slide. And I just always say that uh, the truth will make us free. We need to have knowledge about what the truth is so that we can make important decisions for ourselves and humanity. Next Amen. slide. And so what does it mean to be human? You have to ask yourself this question. It's the most important question you ever ask yourself. Because, uh, for instance, if you, um, you know, they're making half pig and half human now, you know, that. The pig has all internal organs. They did a monkey human, human, too, in China. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. They did that in the 1950s. They've been doing it for decades. So what is human, what is not? What if they, um, you know, what if it's just a pig valve inside of you? Are you still human? But what if they put five organs inside of you that comes from a pig? Are you still human? I mean, these are things you have to ask yourself. Or what if your DNA is changed out with a whole synthetic DNA? Are you still human? It's important to ask these questions now because right this second things are happening at, at light speed that we have to make uh, this determination for ourselves. 
So this is the DNA. We're talking about that because these injections called vaccines are actually gene modification injections, and you have to know what this is. Because DNA, genome, it separates us from all other organisms on the planet. It's what makes us us. It's the blueprint for life. And if you uncoil the one uh, segment of the genome of any one person, it can go over 10 billion miles in one person. That's a lot of information. And it's very sacred and precious because if you just insert or delete or translocate and move around one protein, it's disastrous. These are genetic mutations, birth defects, you name it, cancers. So to just carelessly and frivolously play with it, it, it's not, uh, it should never happen. And just know that DNA is a, is a double helix, there's two strands, and it can then be transcribed or um, read into RNA, which the RNA then makes the protein. So the RNA is the messenger, it's the go-between. So it's very important as well. And also there's 135,000 terabytes in one human genome, a lot of information. Next slide. Oh, wow. So just know that our genome is a code and a language. And I put this slide up there because it shows you the comparison of the DNA to, uh, to a computer code and then to Morse code or even a, like a living language. And it gives you the idea of how one tiny change can be disastrous. So if you, let's say, I put that the boy is mad, the boy is sad. Look at one letter change. You have a completely different meaning of a sentence. And that's what we're doing here. We're not just changing one letter. We're changing an entire sentence. Imagine the ramifications that can have on any human. So I propose this because I see this as the most pivotal point in human history because this is the advent of transhumanism right now. They are trying to unveil this and introduce this to the world. And I hope you can see in these slides how there's, uh, there's research and data to prove this. And so what is transhumanism? It's a philosophy favoring the use of science and technology. It's especially neurotechnology, biotechnology, and nanotechnology to overcome human limitations and improve the human condition. This is a favorable definition of it. In other words, they're taking artificial intelligence and the human being and merging them together. Um, so that's a simplified version. Next slide. So this is you um, one of the tech uh, industries, they call this human 2.0, which is also known as transhumanism. It's how to upgrade yourself. And um, scientists propose putting nanobots in our bodies to create a global super brain. So this is talking about these little uh, miniature nanotechnology called nanobots being injected into humans. And then that would be the collective consciousness. We would become a hive mind. So I just want people to know these things are talked about and they have plans for them. Ray Kurzweil, you should really know this guy. He is um, one of the Google's, uh, the big way of Google, or has been. He's a huge pusher of transhumanism. He believes in achieving eternal life through transhumanism, through artificial intelligence, through uploading and downloading our memories. He believes the entire world should go to this and his um, estimate is that by year 2030 that all humans on this planet should be merged with AI and that is how we achieve eternal life. This is another project, it's a real project, and by 2045 they believe that humans can become avatars or a hologram. <laughs> so no more of a physical body as you know yourself. 
Um, the avatar A is just a, you see a robotic copy of a human, and the human remotely controls it through brain interface by thought that they can do. They can do that now. Avatar B is a progression. That's when a human brain is transplanted into something else. It could be another body. It could be a robot, something like that. They have already started to do that. So that is on, on the timeline. Avatar C is when you're, you have an artificial brain, your memories are downloaded into it, and then transferred into a body when you're, you die. And then the last is you just become a digital version of yourself, a hologram. So World Economic Forum, uh, they've really been in the forefront talking about what, where they see the world going. And this is one of their Twitter feeds, Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. They have a lot of commercials for this, but this is their agenda for 2030. Um, and this is combining the idea of this digital life or this uh, transhumanism. In the same um, uh, economic forum, they're giving me a description of what it's going to be like to be a human in 2030. And so if you read this, it tells you how AI took over their jobs. Um, there's some people that left society to live uh, a normal, organic human life. But the last paragraph is important. It said this person is uh, part of this AI transhumanism. It says they get annoyed about the fact that they have no real privacy. They can't, nowhere can I go and not be registered. I know that somewhere everything I do, think and dream of is recorded. I just hope that nobody will use it against me. I, I'm presenting you to show everybody that many different entities, many different organisms, many different pushers and, and influencers of our time are telling us the plan for all of us. We need to listen to them because they're moving forward with the plan. This is uh, DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. They are very much behind transhumanism. Their whole or organization is transhumanist. They also are working with the Pentagon Department of Defense with these injections vaccines, so you need to know that. They have been working on in, an injectable bi-directional brain computer interface. So what does that mean? It means they can inject these nanobots, also called hydrogel, and then it's a two-way communication. So they've already been doing this. This is not a new thing. This is old. So in the military, a pilot can control their aircraft with just their thought alone or their eye motion because of this connection they have, like a Wi-Fi connection. And again, the aircraft can give them signals back. It's a two-way communication. So they've been doing this for a long time. This is old knowledge. They can do this. So this is talking about AI and nanotechnology. So they're also saying that they could bring us to immortality through being, um, you know, artificial intelligence cyborg beings. Next slide. This video is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson talking with Real, Ray Kurzweil about the agenda for 2030. That's only nine years from now. You'll hear him talk about how every one of us will be hooked up to AI and this fantasy of what it will be like to be downloading other people's memories. In 20 years, plus or minus, so the mid-2030s, we will have nanobots that we can feed into our brain that directly connect to the cloud rather than through anything we carry in our pocket. And in that way, wirelessly, we can basically download entire books, entire languages. So how does transhumanism apply 
all these kind of sci-fi things I just showed you, how do they apply to the current COVID-19 vaccine injections? So before I go on with that, I'd like you to hear from Elon Musk, who decided to get into the vaccine game this past year. In December 2020, he was at this conference in Germany. And he said why he got into it was that he was so intrigued by what mRNA or modified or synthetic RNA or DNA can do inside a human. And um, you'll hear him say how it can actually turn a human's genome into a butterfly genome. I think there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs on the medical front, uh, particularly around the synthetic uh, mRNA. Uh, you can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA, DNA. Um, it's, it's like a computer program. So, I mean, I think with enough, with, with, uh, with effort, that's not too crazy. You could probably stop aging, reverse it if you want. Um, uh, these are, you can basically do it. You can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. So, mechanicals do it. Um, so what I'm proposing to you, and you really need to understand this, that this is a completely different vaccine. It's brand new technology that is being used on the human race. They've never unveiled these technologies before this widespread, so it's not your flu vaccine at all. Um, a regular vaccine, just so you know, will use the actual organism, the, the virus that's making people sick. It's dead or alive or weakened. Plus, it has some toxins in a syringe. You get that injected inside of you. The idea is that it's a weakened version, so your body won't become overwhelmed by it. It will just see it and get information on how to fight it in the future. This one is totally different because this COVID-19 vaccine, they're using the code of the spike protein of the virus, not the virus itself. And the reason for that is that there's not been any Freedom of Information Act around the world that has ever produced an actual bonafide specimen of the virus. It literally does not exist. We only have the code. And it's important to know because nobody has the actual virus. Why? Why is that? They've never answered that, so they can't make the normal vaccine. It's a recombinant code with a gene synthesis. Um, that means you're pushing together, uh, together different types of gene, genetic material, pushing them together like a Frankenstein puzzle, and then to fill the missing blanks, they had an artificial intelligence computer program do that for them. And then with that mix of genetic material together that's also synthetic, they had a consensus, the scientists, and agreed that, yeah, that's probably what is making people sick. Let's use it. They assumed this Frankenstein code is what's making people sick. This is ludicrous. This is just one of hundreds of examples of freedom of information. Well, folks, if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. I know people are out there walking around smiling. And get the vaccine. You know, and look, that's the New World Order plan right there. It was just laid out in front of you, if you read between the lines right there, of what they're going to do. If you laid out to your future, that, that, that 2030, 2040, that's not for you. You're dead by then. You've been vaccinated. You're dead. You're gone. You're dead already. This is for the 500 million that are left behind, that are, that are, that are the chosen ones, the, the controllable, manageable population. All of us are gone, man. We've been swallowed up by these AI robots, these UN super patriots, you know, that, that uh, I talk about and everybody laughs at it. They think it's funny. These big six foot five, six foot nine, 
350-pound solid uh, dumbos that walk around with the helmets on, the U.N. helmets that are going to come in at the clubs. Get on there. Get on your house now. You got illegal firearms. You know, yeah. They're going to pull you out. One of them pick you up. Then, grab you and throw you right out the door. Run shoot your dog in the head. You know, your wife gets in the way. Bam, she gets it too. You know, yeah. You think it's funny? <laughs> Doing it already. Conditioning. And with police officers that don't want to do it, they say, I'll just turn in my badge. I ain't going to do that. Yeah, that's fine. Turn it in. Go ahead. We got one million Chinese troops waiting offshore right now. Go ahead. Come on. Turn it in. Turn it in. We don't need you anyway. Come on. These New World Order thugs know exactly what they're doing. We've been talking about this. We've been training for it. We know what we're, what, what we're up against. That's why I'm bench pressing 500 pounds. That's why I work out. That's why I stay in shape. That's why I'm telling you this stuff. I know what's coming. It was supposed to come a couple years ago, but it's coming soon. Coming soon, I'm telling you right now. You can laugh, joke around, whatever. It's not going to, you know, scare, whatever. You see the COVID shot. Listen, that's a doctor right there telling you what, how they made the vaccine. Telling you that. That is a doctor. Look her name up. Verify it. Okay? You've had other doctors that come out and say it. But, but the TV said, the Fauci said, no, they said it. No, it can't be. CBS has got a sign up. Vaccine's here. No. Barney Fife would never turn me in. No. Yeah. Listen, man. Yes. Yes. CVS, Walmart, Walgreens, all those places. New World Order corporations don't trust anything they put up for a sign. I can't stand those places. They make me sick when I look at them. I don't ever want to go in there. But I have to because all the little shops and stores are shut down and closed and gone. Because it was more convenient to buy a roll of toilet paper at Walmart than at the uh, mom and pop shop down the store because down the street because it was 20 cents more. And I wanted my beer money, right? You know, so listen, it's the New World Order's here. It's here. Told you this last year. Rolled it out for you, the five-point plan, if you guys were listening. Uh, 657-383-0616. We'll see if we got any callers here. Uh, let's see here. Where's my, where's my screen at? There he is. All right, uh, press the number one if you want to talk, if you want to comment. Uh, now's your chance. Press the number one. Now is your time. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I don't. Going once, going twice. I'm going to get back to the doctor here then. I'm going to play this. Uh you guys don't want to comment. Everybody wants to be scared. You know, that's fine. You know, uh, this is your platform. I mean, you, I mean, I, I understand, you know, really you get on here and really you, you talk about the problems. You talk, I mean, we analyze it. I mean, I want to hear answers. What's the solutions? What can we do to stop this? What can we do? You know, what, what can we do? How do we come together? Because we're so far divided. You know, we're divided like crazy right now. And, 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 it, nobody can work together. Nobody has the right. I mean, I mean, and I get it. My way is the right way. Your way is the wrong way, right? Get back to the doctor here. Get back to the doctor here. I'll play some more of this then. Learn something. Uh, where is she? Where is she? Where the heck are you? Here she is right here. I think it's her. All right, here we go. Act. This is in the U.K. where the U.K. is saying that this template does not come directly from an isolated virus when an infected person. And to the right, it said, just so they know where they got it from, that this is generated, produced, it's generated by a combination of gene synthesis that's synthetic, not from nature, and recombinant, meaning different kinds of DNA pushed together. They're admitting it's a Frankenstein code. So if it's this Frankenstein code, then what is really in it, right? It's not that we know it's not coming from a true virus from an infected person. What is this mishmash? 
Well, we know a little bit about it. We know that the spike protein they're using, the coach, shares sequences with many human proteins. Um, some are for syncytin, which is in the human placenta and the sperm. So why is that important? Whatever's in the code in the vaccine, your body will learn to attack and destroy or hurt, right? So if you have similar proteins in there to your human body, that means you will learn to attack yourself. This is unbelievable. It can affect fertility grandly. Next slide. Um, so this in the code, we also know that there are 18 subunits of HIV-1 that have been identified so far. HIV-1 is in this code, and your human body will be producing HIV-1 purposely. So could this give you HIV or AIDS? Nobody has the answer to that. Only time will tell. Years from now, we'll know. But just know that people have, that have been tested for HIV after getting these uh, vaccines, at least in uh, Australia, they have been tested positive. So um, that is something to be very concerned about. Also, what is in the code? We know we have a similar sequence to chromosome 8, our human chromosome 8, which is very important for us. That's our intelligence and our fertility. So if, again, anything in the code that's in the code, that means our body could negatively affect our chromosome 8, our intelligence and fertility. This is very important. Um, what they're using, Pfizer and Moderna now have admitted this, that there are four proteins in DNA and four proteins in RNA. They're always the same, always the same. They don't change because that's what nature is, right? Well, they have, this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. They came up with a fake uridine. So uridine is usually what you put in there. They have a 1-methyl-3 prime pseudouridyl. What is that? And it's psi for short. They have put a synthetic protein, something that's completely not from this world, into that fourth part of the RNA. Nobody in the world knows the ramifications of this. This can act, just so you know, that it can act like a computer hacker program. It, it can act as though it's a one way in, always into your body to hack into the body. The problem with using that, well, the reason they're using it, that they say, well, they're suppressing our immune checkpoint so they can sneak in the code and our body won't destroy it. Suppressing our immune checkpoint, well, for how long? We need our immune system. Our immune system protects us from cancers and infections and toxins and all sorts of things. They're suppressing it well, for how long? They haven't answered that, and they're putting something completely not from nature in you. This is very, very important to know. So this is a very important person to know, Dr. Craig Venter. He actually is the father of human genomics. Um, this is from the Wikipedia page on him, on, from him, and um, I did attend meetings where he was speaking about this subject. And it's important to know that he was very um, interested in patenting genes, and he wanted to patent these genes in the human brain. He couldn't do it because you shouldn't patent anything natural, not like a vitamin or a tree. He was turned down. But then he found a way to be able to patent human genes, and that's the next slide. So, um, sorry, before I get to the next slide, this is talking about the VMAT2 gene. It's uh, nicknamed the God gene. So there are a lot of genes that we found in uh, 
they're, they're geared toward the brain and how we function makes our personality. And this particular gene, they believe, makes somebody more spiritual, makes somebody more connected with God, with spirit. They, this is what these scientists say. And so a lot of them were talking about using that theory where what if we affected this gene in our enemies? What if we made them not passionate? They didn't have a reason to fight. They would just give up. So the point is that they have identified these genes. And what if somebody without good intention got a hold of this and decided to use it in people for something very negative? Just know that this is something real. They talk about it in the military. They talk about it in DARPA. They talk about it in many different arenas. So, so you have to know that when they're manipulating our genome and our genes, there are ways to affect us negatively in many ways if somebody with bad intentions got a hold of it. That's important. And then Dr. Craig Venter, this is still on his Wikipedia page, just know that they were able to synthesize a gene. They actually made a whole organism that was synthetic. And I went to the meeting where he talked about being able to synthesize even a human and patenting and owning human beings. And when he patented and owned a human being, this, this is coming from his own mouth, I know this, and this is actually, I guess he's proud, he put it on his Wikipedia page or he likes it, he's, he's seen it there. When they patent and own any synthetic being, it could be a bug, it could be a plant, or now a human being, they have four watermarks on there, and those watermarks are in that description. The first one, when I say watermarks, your genome can be read like a living book. It's a living language, very long. So they can write in different words. They can write in messages. What they're writing in permanently would be a new alphabet inside of this, this genome that's synthetic. So when you change an alphabet or a word, it's powerful. It has um, energy and frequency. That, that's very meaningful. The next one is important because they're going to put their names, they're going to brand you like a cow or cattle with their own name. This is unbelievable. The third one, three messages. They would never tell us what the messages were in these meetings. They were very secretive about that. I'm concerned. The fourth one is, quote, unquote, a secret email for the cells or the organism. Maybe that's, you know, to say really who you belong to. I'm not sure what that is for, but you need to understand that this is possible. We can do it, and now you're seeing more of the intent behind people that are in charge of these projects. So you think that what I'm saying is unbelievable, it can't happen. Well, look here, the U.S. Supreme Court, it strikes down gene patents from a natural, organic human, but you can be patented if you have anything that is synthetic inside of you, a synthetic DNA. Now, remember, the RNA vaccines can be taken up and they can, they can make a change in your DNA. It's possible. So this can happen. Um, so this, this happened only in 2013, not that long ago. But today, if anything is synthetic inside your genome, whoever owns the patent to that actually owns part or all of you. So... A lot of people, including these um, drug manufacturers, are telling us, don't worry, what we're doing will never get into your genome. It can't be permanent. Well, they're lying because with this technology they're using called transfection, absolutely it can. That's how they make genetically modified plants and animals. They're completely to the public when they say this. 
And here's a recent paper where it shows how the SARS-CoV-2 RNA can be taken up into our human genome. They prove it without a shadow of a doubt. And how this happens is that we're human beings. We're not in a Petri dish in a lab. In a lab, they're right. It doesn't, it's not taken up into the genome. The second you introduce this technology into the human body, we're complex, amazing beings. We have lots of things. One of them is an enzyme called reverse transcriptase. That enzyme has the potential to take that code and make it permanent into our body. All right, so Moderna and Pfizer, just so you know, those are the two first um, vaccines that were introduced here in the U.S. What are they? They're using modified, also known as synthetic messenger RNA that delivers part of the virus called the spike protein, that code into the body through injection. Now, the body will destroy a synthetic code immediately because our bodies are smart. So these companies had to figure out a way to trick our body. So they decided to use nanolipid particles to wrap around the code to trick our body. Nanolipid particles are also called hydrogel or nanotechnology or even nanobots. The body is now tricked into making the spike protein of the virus. This process is called transfection. And this can be permanent or temporary. And the unknown duration, uh, the problem is there's an unknown duration of production of this virus or part of the virus. And it's also using nanolipids, hydrogel, or nanotechnology, large scale, and nobody has any idea the implications of that. So Moderna's bragging about that their vaccine really is an operating system, like a computer system. They admit this on their webpage. You can look this up. So this is uh, analogous to a program or an application and they're just plugging and playing things into the body that this is the way vaccines will work from now on. So they are, they are making the analogy to AI, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism. AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, not much better. They utilize an adenovirus vector to carry the genetic code of the spike protein into the cell. So they're using another virus on top of this to make this virus. And just know that AstraZeneca utilizes a chimpanzee the virus, and it's known in the past to increase the incidence of HIV if you use this chimpanzee virus. So in the past, they put a moratorium on it. They said we should never use this again. This is dangerous on humanity. And here we are using it again. Unbelievable. Johnson & Johnson utilizes a human adenovirus. Um, not much information on that. We don't have any information if they include nanotechnology. We, we don't know that for sure. But it's carrying a DNA code instead of a messenger RNA code. So this means it's more likely to get into your genome and put that synthetic code inside of you. Hydrogel, which is also the nanolipid or particle, um, it has been used as uh, gene delivery. So it's just, I'm just giving you the idea of how they're using hydrogel. It's used to deliver genes into the body. And also know that they can inject this hydrogel called a nanolipid particle. It delivers vaccine, but when it does this, it, it suppresses your immune system. It suppresses your immune checkpoints. They're doing it just to get their vaccine in. They don't care about the ripple effects that comes from it. All right, Joseph Gibson here podcasting. Understanding the times which we today. That was a doctor there. She went over some pretty deep stuff there. Uh, and you know you could be jailed for refusing the vaccine now. You know that, right? Now that it's been uh, approved, uh, states do have the authority to uh, to uh, 
jail you now, basically. And they, the attorney generals, according to some states, uh, I don't know, you have to check your local state. Now, there are exemptions. You'll have to check it out. I'm going to try to post those probably Friday night. I'll talk a little bit about that. I'm going to go into the National Socialist Movement uh, points and agenda Friday night on the NSM platform. So uh, that'll be something that very interesting. I'm going to go go over that and start uh, coinciding that with the con- you know what we can compare the Constitution with and whatnot. Start getting this uh, ball rolling here because too much time has been wasted in this battle already. We've been too much idle time has been going on. Not, not all people. There are people out there fighting. Uh, I did have a couple callers that did. Uh, send requests here that they said they were going to call in and press number one, do it now. I'm going to go over back to my boards here and watch the boards here. Uh, press number one if you got something you want to add. 657-383-0616 and I'll take my first caller. Go ahead there, 863. Uh, good evening, Joe. Told you I'd call in. Hey. Um, one thing that I heard earlier in the show on one of your recordings that sort of struck a nerve with me is the guy that was out there saying that the women were overweight and uh, they were out there protesting. I can only presume he was referencing January 6th. I'm not sure on that. But who gives no. a damn if these people are <laughs> overweight or underweight or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, well, what, what does that say? For the, First off, he's sitting there. He's, he, he didn't mention any of the men, first off. I, I guarantee you there, all the men that were there weren't skinny and beautiful. I can guarantee you that. But second of all, he, and, and he only mentioned the women, which is ridiculous. Hey, what about the host? That guy, that guy's sitting there talking on a radio show while those overweight, obese women are out there fighting for his fucking rights. That's what right. does that say about his character? That, that his character obviously is his character. Yeah, exactly. I do agree with you on that. I didn't catch that. Wow, I must have missed that part. <laughs> I didn't catch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do heard remember it earlier the women in the protest. show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them talking about. It. I thought he was talking about the uh, abortions. He was talking about the ones that were they were promoting the abortions, and they were fat and out of shape. I don't know. I could be wrong. I have to go back and check that out. But that's a good point, though. But you're right. He he does make a lot of accusations like that. And he's a little far off. I only get some of the information and play it. I don't ever listen to the entire stuff that he has his platform because it's rigged. Like it's rigged by the Jews. You know that. You know so, but. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what, what's up? What's up? What's on your mind? Are we, anything else? I mean, what's up? How you been doing, man? All right. Just uh, doing the podcast, like always, as you all know. and It's getting bigger and bigger. It's getting tough with as the numbers are swelling. So um, if you need any help how with are you guys audio, up with that? Couple... Yeah, how are you keeping up with oh, that, these numbers, I, man? I, I, mean, that, I, I mean, it's I've, insane. I've got, I've got my hands full, for sure. I just chip in. If I have spare time. And I find myself sitting on the recliner. I go down a, a mental checklist and they're like, what needs to be done with the NSM? This, I just went through this past, um, the last couple of days and cleaned up the audio. On, so I cleaned up one of Norse's videos. I cleaned up um, the, uh, we, we uh, what, it was one of the, uh, I can't remember the clip exactly. We're not sorry. That's what it was. That clip there, I, I redid that, digitally mastered it. So whenever I have a minute and I find myself doing, you know, nothing at all and I need something to do, I just hop on the computer and start tapping away, and it tends to produce results. Eddie does a great job doing everything, too. He chips in, and anybody else yeah. who has extra time that's up for the task. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie's a good guy, man. He's, uh, I've called him already a couple times, uh, you know, on the side. And, uh, you know, he's always got time to talk to you. I mean, like I said, everybody that's listening right mm-hmm. now, the NSM, these guys are, are really a good group of guys.
guys. I mean, uh, there was a couple. Obviously, you always get the bad weeds in there, but they weed themselves out as time goes. But for the most part, they they're honorable, respectful. I mean, you ask them for your help, they'll they'll talk to you. I mean, you know, they're always available. They'll always return your call. So I will say that yeah. right off the bat, right there. I mean, and that's that God's honest truth. So uh, you know, never. That's never, something uh, the old NSM is not uh, known for doing. Probably yeah. ever. Uh, Jeff Scoops NSM, you could never get in contact with him. You would never, ever hear him on a podcast, let alone have as big of a mouth as I've got out there at least once a week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it well, just would bigot. never happen. You're a I mean, bigot. You're <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, that's what they keep telling me. I, I guess if the shoe fits, I'll wear it, I guess. Uh, a bigot, you know, if anybody looks up the definition of that, is one who's intolerant. And uh, yeah. I don't find myself intolerant. I mean, People can do whatever they want to do. I don't care you know, who they pray to or anything like that. I care that they're infringing upon my right to think what I want to think. That's where we're coming to loggerheads, and it's a big problem. And they're telling, well, we tolerate everybody. Anybody who doesn't tolerate anybody is a bigot, unless you're a Nazi. That's, a, that, that's yeah. the exception. There, there's an exception there. If you're a Nazi, you're not allowed to be a Nazi. No, you can't, you can't think yeah. that way. Absolutely not. But you what, That's they have, but people, but people out there agree with the. You heard that health department guy when Eddie was talking to him that night. He agreed with Nazi Germany's philosophy if it was on a global scale. He said it's okay. It, it's a good thing what Hitler was trying to do if it was on a global scale. That's what he said. <laughs> you know, the, 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 yeah. this is a health department worker from the Long Beach, California. <laughs> Unbelievable. Eddie was like, "Wow, I, heard wow, that. I can't believe it." <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're, they're. I mean. They're hypocrites. They they say what suits their narrative, and when we come along and we say the things that we believe and they don't agree with them, and they don't want to be Nazis anymore. You're talking about a bunch of drones that if, if Hitler was running the world right now, they'd all be, I, I mean, arguing and, and basically spitting on us if we didn't throw up Nazi salutes to them. So these people, yeah. they would follow other people off the bridge. They're just drones. They just, they're doing what they think is right, but they don't really have a clue. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, real quick, uh, touch base. I got two messages here. Somebody sent me messages. The Longview, Texas thing. Explain that to the, uh, the these couple people there that are listening right now via my social media. Uh, uh, the Longview, Texas uh, event, if you don't mind. Yeah, is there something specific they're wanting to know, or just general details? Well, they well, they asked. They said, well, we, well, they want to know what's the. Well, we already know. You know the date. They said it right there. And he said it in the same question right there. They want to know how. Uh, what? What? Oh, what? How are they? What you want to know when the day is? I mean, well, just go ahead. Tell us about it. What date it is and everything well, about it's, it. Go it's ahead. It's September twenty fifth. Yeah, it's September twenty five. It's in uh, tw- I believe it's twenty two days. Uh, it'll be in Longview, Texas. Obviously, uh, anybody that's going needs to be vetted. If you're not an NSM member or a member of another organization that has been vetted by the host, you need to get in contact with the host directly uh, because we're we're only vouching for people that we know and can speak for. Um, as far as getting in contact with them, you have to email them if you are not a member of the NSM or another um, white nationalist group that's been vetted. And they will, I, I think, what the way I heard it, don't quote me on this, but I heard that they're doing video conferences um, just to, make, to speak to the people that have not been vetted through an organization uh, to make sure you are who they say you are. And if you're not, who you say you are, they've got a video of you. So uh, just to kind of Antifa spoiler out there. So yeah, uh, they will know good. who you are. And as long as you, as long as you are who you say you are, you won't have any problems. Best I could tell. 
Well, one, one person sent a message. People I guess he's part of the, he's yeah he's part of the Oath Keepers. So I guess you're going to have to. I don't. I I can't give out any contact. Bert. Uh, at the NSM, and uh, you send him an email, and he'll tell you how to get in contact with the host, I guess, you know, and uh, just do that. Yeah, Go Texas to the NSM, Militia, uh, I believe, is going there. Yeah, Texas Militia, yeah. there's going to be a few different groups going there. So I, I don't know who's on this list. Likewise, I don't know exactly where we're meeting, and I've told them intentionally, I, I don't want to know. Uh, everybody just needs to get to Longview, and if you're not there, you really don't need any further information. If you're a legitimate person That's who's right. looking to attend, though, You'll, you'll be able to attend. You won't have a problem. Uh, they're, they're specifically screening for Antifa and, uh, you know, things of that nature, uh, FBI informants, things, you know, things that yep. stick out like a sore thumb like that. So they don't want yeah, those and they do. They stick out clearly. like a sore thumb, too. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's so so uh, transparent to somebody that's looking for information. And what are they going to gain anyway? It's just a unity conference. I mean, what, are they, what, are they, what would they hope to obtain? Names? Everyone knows who everybody is, I would assume, now. And there's nothing names, underground anymore. Names, it's, videos. Not, not everybody, yeah. because they try to get names. They try to uh, use spy cams and stuff like that. That's why we're telling everybody, if you have any reason to be concerned about your identity being exposed, just wear a biker mask or something. You know, the whole time that yeah. you're there. There's, I mean, just assume that everything's going to be breached. It's better, you know, it's, pro- it may, it's probably not going to happen that way, but better safe than sorry. Who knows for sure? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it, and it's, and so uh, well, the other person just asked, he said, well, what's going to be the topics or what, is it, what, you, what are you trying to accomplish here? That's what he said, right? What are you trying, what's going to be trying to be well, accomplished for the future? Well, the, the name of the event is White Unity, so I'd venture to say that's what uh, it's going to pretty much revolve around, is trying to get yeah. the organizations together, because I know I've had a gut full of these organizations. I mean, they keep on telling us that we're the biggest. So obviously, Southern Poverty Law Center and the ADL know more about my damn organization than I do, uh, according to their <laughs> to their last research chart. I, I, I don't know where these people, hey, if they want to say we're the biggest, hey, I'll, I'll own it. I don't care. That's cool with me. It's good propaganda. Right. But um, but they, uh, they they try to infiltrate stuff like that. They try to get you to do illegal stuff. You got people coming up to you saying uh, things like, let's go do this, that, or the other, and you know damn well it's breaking the law. That very well could be a snitch. They try shit like that. Yeah. And you can reference Matt Hale if you think that's not real. So. Uh, there's no reason to be doing yeah, any Yeah, what happened to him there. again? You said that one night. What happened to him? He got 30 years for doing what? Just saying a name, right? Just saying. You know, I don't even want you to repeat he it. He was actually, having. But just. <laughs> no, I, I can say it. it. It's what happened is is back many years back. When I say many, the last time I saw Matt Hale was in 2002, and that would have been in Topeka, Kansas. It was the following year. Um, he was having problems. He opened uh, the World Church of the Creator. It was called which creator organization, that's, that's a specific religion. Uh, it's kind of, uh, I, I don't want to pretend like I know about it because I don't know much about it other than it's not Christian. I can tell you that. It has nothing in common with Christianity. Uh, it has a very <laughs> uh, strict set of laws. And um, they, this Judge Lefkow, who apparently uh, got this docket, referenced his case, and he was an attorney up in the state of Illinois, got slapped on her desk. And she ordered him to surrender to name to another organization called the World Church of the Creator, which had nothing to do with white nationalism. And it turned into a battle. And apparently in one of the events, uh, somebody came, approached Matt Hale and, and wanted uh, to off the judge, is the way I understood it and what was explained to me. 
And his answer to that was, I don't know anything about it. And because he said, I don't know anything about it, instead of saying, no, absolutely don't do that, that's illegal. That got him 30-plus years in prison. Oh, that's, my that's God. That's how I understood it. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, it is. So if anybody tries it, a piece of advice, basically, if anyone offers or asks you about anything and you don't know them, just say no, 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 yeah. no, 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 and just walk don't away. Don't do anything illegal. That's the answer. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Because they're, I mean, they're probably man, trying to set you up. Yeah, and that's how they want us. They and, want us all paranoid of each other, too. They don't want no unity, no type of brotherhood, no type of family. They want everyone skeptical of everybody, which which rightly so, in a way, because everyone's out there to stab you in the back nowadays, and nobody well, wants to can, put their you, differences aside. You know aside. what you can and can't do. Everybody's got common sense. You know what's legal and what's yeah. not. Don't let anybody talk you into doing anything illegal. Plain and simple. That's right. And there could be – I mean, I, when it comes to snitches and narcs and everything else being around, I just assume they're around. These organizations yeah. can say – well, we screen people. How the hell are you going to know if somebody's an FBI informant? Most of these kids that are they're, they're getting busted from drugs and, and avoiding long sentences that never had anything to do with white nationalism whatsoever. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, if you go talk to these white nationalists and get them to do uh, something illegal, you, you will give you time off your sentence. So they do that. So these are people that nobody in the movement has ever seen before that the feds yep. are injecting into the movement. And you're like, oh, well, he's probably a good guy. He doesn't have a bad reputation. You're right. He doesn't have any reputation because he was injected. You see where I'm going with that? So yeah, well, yeah. best to yeah. just have those have those lines drawn. You know, hey, we're friends to a point. You start saying we're going to do illegal stuff, that's it. You lost me. Yeah, that's right. That's good for you. Good for you. And that's 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 so you got to be smart. Like you said, you don't even have to be street smart. you got to use common sense, man. You know, common mm-hmm. sense. You know, do the right thing and, and and believe in what you do and and be and not advocate any type of violence or hurting anybody or any type of rhetoric that would advocate others to do violence, and you'll be just fine. You know, always. Yeah. Stay away from that. That's what I recommend too. Stay away from it. Yeah. Look, look at what they look at how bad they've messed with me. I mean, and you know how strict I am about not doing yeah. anything illegal. And they're just I mean, they, it's goodness. like they're we got Antifa Antifa's burning down cities. We got all these people, black supremacists out there advocating, Jewish supremacists out there advocating for the takeover and sedition in America here, which is highly illegal. But they're just sitting here staring at us, waiting for us to yeah. do something illegal. It's incredible. Yeah. And tell me something during the Trump or Trump administration. I mean, really, who's been prosecuted so far across the country through the Biden? I mean, Trump was just as bad uh, with people getting picked up and whatnot from the FBI, right? I mean, or I mean, I wasn't really paying too much attention, but I'm just saying, as far as pressure, look at Charlottesville. You mentioned that all the time, how they were breathing down your neck, and you weren't even there. And you, you know, I mean, yeah, come they, on. Yeah, they they don't care. It's not about truth and justice. It's about how much profit they can make and. Um, Jews don't care about money. They can print it off as much as they want. You know, they're going to yeah. take the money that you earn them and just go spend it on crap like this. I mean, realistically, in Charlottesville, there's no money to be made. I mean, are you suing a bunch of broke white nationalist groups? What are you going to get out of that? Yeah. The only answer I can come up with is, is they're trying to send a message that if you, if you stand up to the system, if you stand up to the Jew, this is what's going to happen to you. I, I can't make anything else out of that 75 years you know yeah 
75, 80 years, look at how much power they've gained and control over the money system and how much lock and control and, and brainwashing they were able to do. Less than 100 years, and look at what they've done to the, the, all the countries from uh, to around the world when you analyze it. It's insane how fast things have moved, huh? I mean, it's crazy. I guess to an extent, but on the other side of it, when I look at Third Reich Germany and see how fast Hitler moved, country go from a starving cesspool that was committing suicide to a world superpower, it brings me hope. It really yeah. does. But he did yeah, that in less point. than 10 years. So, so the point. Jews have taken 75 years to get to this point, and Hitler did it in less than 10. Got to have faith. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, that, that's, I didn't even look at it like that. Because sometimes, you know, you get that doom and gloom type of outlook. You're like, man, what is you know, what the hell, you know, you get out there and you want to start, you know, handing out literature, you want to start meeting people and, and you want to be boots on the ground. And you're like, well, what did we really gain from all that? What what was accomplished? You know, I mean, look at the battle we're fighting, but you can never give up. And that was good, like you said right there. Look, Hitler did it in less than 10 years, man. If we could accomplish what we what the goals are in less than 10 years, that'd be great. You know, I mean, look at the Republic tried to do it in 10 years and they failed. You know, their 10-year plan. You hear me talk, talk about that in the past. They failed. You know, I mean, they started off good, and then what happened? They got infiltrated and brought down and dissected, and, and now they're all probably informants, for all I know. You know? Who knows? <laughs> and that's the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> well, the yeah, Constitution and, and, and that's where what your show um, originally uh, talked about was the Constitution and the Republic, and that's actually where it comes into play in our situation, because that's where we do recognize that the Constitution uh, is what's protecting our freedom of speech and our Second Amendment right now. And people yeah. can say what they want and knock the constitutionalists and everything. I see it. I realize it. It's plain as day because they're constantly throwing it in our faces. The media does it to us constantly when they interview us. Oh, you guys are hiding behind the First Amendment. I'm not hiding behind anything. This is our right to do what we're doing. And you can tell that just pisses them off. Yeah. So, and we definitely yeah. realize that. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. That's good, man. That's great. Well, any final thoughts? Anybody here pressing number one? I had two callers drop on me. I'm sorry if you guys I didn't get to you right away, but I got to take care of Bert here. You know, uh, he 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 sent me a message. He wanted to get on, so apologize for that. But hey, hey he comes first. Uh, anybody else out there? Press one now. Uh, if you got uh, thoughts or anything you want to add here, we got uh, about ten minutes left. I'm gonna go start getting ready to wrap it up. Bert, you want to give me some final thoughts or any last hoorah message we can? I know last night you did a great open phone. Joe, it was really good, and I went back and listened to it twice, actually. Uh, uh, it was a great, great, great show last night, uh, analyzing the problem oh, that we're facing. But uh, anything you want to say? Yeah, I don't know where I come up with this stuff sometimes. When I start doing those shows, the only thing that's really prepared on there are the news stories that I read. I, I got a couple of texts last night, people saying good job and everything else, and I appreciate that. Uh, but I, I'm not, I'm, I don't let it spell my head. I, I, it actually kind of humbles me, uh, but Makes me wonder at the same time, where do I come up with this stuff? I guess I'm just your intro. Yeah, your intro straight. has got me. Your intro. I loved your intro. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I just music. made it up as I went. I, I didn't even think about it ahead of time. It just I, I flowed with it. And when I you know when I start coming up with this stuff and make you know people say that I make them laugh. I hear that quite often that I'm funny and it's 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 ironic because I'm really not trying to be funny. I'm. I'm kind of trying to be an asshole, and I guess by telling the truth, because <laughs> it, it sounds like I'm kind of funny. That, it, it's the weirdest thing. But, hey, I guess if it works and, you know, raises the spirits and everybody has a good time, you know, that's what it's about. We're doing the right thing and having a good time while we're doing it. Yeah. 
All right, man, great. Uh, I, I think last night you said, uh, though, I was talking about to somebody about it. Let's see, uh, Friday night I'm on over there. Tonight there is no show, right? There is no show tonight, right? Correct. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, there's sure no to... show. There's, there's a couple of nights that are available. And um, just so, so you know, if you want to do shows on those nights where there's not one currently, go ahead. That's what I'm thinking about. Want. I wanted to run it by you. Why Why waste the space? You know, why? I mean, like you said, or Eddie told me, he said, you know, you paid for the damn slots. Use them, man. You know? Nobody can complain to you about it. I mean, if, if, they're not, if they're not being used and nobody wants to take the spots, use them. Be my guest. That's a good idea. Good idea. I like that. I like that. Uh, we got another caller here. Let's bring him on. Might be Sarge, actually. Go ahead, private caller. Yeah, man, I know you're getting ready to go off the air, but, uh, you know, I just got in, and there's something that happened at a press conference today with that chucky-looking mother, uh, Jen Psaki, and she was asked a question, and uh, a, a male reporter, apparently, and a male reporter asked her about, uh, you know, um, Biden's pro-choice stance, which is at odds with his Catholic faith, and then uh, she said, that Biden believes it's up to a woman to make those decisions. And I know you never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. But for women out there who have faced those choices, it's an incredibly different thing. Now, I'd like to know something, man. Since when did she presume my gender or that person's gender? I didn't know he ain't been pregnant. Can't men get pregnant according to them? And number I'll two, I may not have ever been pregnant, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I've been a fetus. And my mother made a choice for me because I couldn't make it for myself. And I'd like to say, thanks, Mama. You chose life rather than death for me. I'm getting sick what of these people mistake, and their though? presumptions. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting sick of these people and their presumptions, man. I know. They act I know, like that's I supposed know. to be some kind of comment that is just ir- irrefutable or something. Well, Sarge, you should have been a white guy, Sarge. Should have been a white guy, man. <laughs> hey, man, I got some crackers in the wood pile. I checked my DNA. I'm sure you heard that before. I know you have. What? <laughs> Probably on the force. There's a lot of black folks out there agree with me, too, now. They just don't want to say it. Not as many as it should be, but they just don't want to admit that they do. You got to say what? Sarge. I'm challenging you to get the black folks out there that agree with the NSM. Because I heard them last time when I was on the last show there. Come on, man, show your support. You know, support the NSM. Support support us over there somehow, some way. You know, I mean, I, it's, it's great you guys call in and give us the numbers and everything. But man, we Bianchi was saying, yeah, uh, National Socialist Party is a great idea. You know, uh, get, you know, getting a third party uh, going. Hey. Come on, you know, it's, it's, I know you can't become members, but you can still support behind the scenes, you know. I'm challenging look, you guys look, to do I, that. I, look, let me tell you something, Joe. You could you could point to them the positions, but if you associate the National Socialist Movement with it, they just instantly go in a brain, a brain lock. Forget it. And it's, and it's yeah. no, you can talk about illegal immigration. Talk about unemployment. You can talk about gun control and crime, and they'll pretty much agree with every position the NSM has got. But man, you say NSM believes it, then they'll think there's something wrong with it or something. It's just the way it is well, right now. Look, we got to change that. Got to change that. What do you think about that, Bert? Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, he's probably right about that. I don't I don't know if I'd agree with him 
as far as as many people as he's claiming there are. He might be right. Maybe up there he is in Georgia, so it is possible you're dealing with a different kind of black person. You're in a southern black person opposed to an urban black person, so it is possible. But it goes back to the same frustration we've had all the time. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, and unfortunately, all the communist ones are making all the noise. So we're back to square one. True. Well, I want to make it clear. My position is nonetheless absolutely a minority position. No matter how many people are unwilling to advance the ideas that they agree with with me, but I'm just saying it's more than you would think. Nonetheless, it is a, a, a minority position. I've got to concede. Right. Yeah. Joe, something okay, interesting well. that I got presented with that uh, you might find interesting is is that the NSM just registered itself. Uh, with the FEC to be a political party. With the what? With the FEC. I didn't hear you. F is in Foxtrot, E is in Echo, C is in Cat. FEC. Federal Election Commission. become a political party? Really? Well, all right. You want to hear the funny part about that? I I, I didn't didn't actually do it. Nobody told me. Um, there's yeah. some guy down here that was in the news. I'd have to look up his name at Darren something. And apparently he's a past member, an old member or something from Scoop's organization out of Detroit. And he took it upon himself to put our name on there. I didn't file any paperwork and neither did anybody else. And I sure, you know, they, they told him he had to prove to the FEC that, uh, who he banks with and everything else, which the bank was BB&T, which I don't bank with them either. So I know it's nothing to do with us, but I just thought it was interesting that they're coming up with all it this is. stuff now. So it's it it's is. probably going to get it shot is. down just because I didn't file it. But uh, it's interesting yeah. propaganda yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, it is. It is. But how does that work now when someone out there who's not a member of the NSM uses your name or the National, or, or National Socialist uh, Movement uh, platform or points? How does that work? I imagine it opens them up for a, for a civil lawsuit because uh, right. if the FEC were to come to me and ask me if I actually filed that paperwork and authorized this person to do this, I'm going to tell them no. I mean, this person has a you know violent history. They've been arrested and everything else, and clearly they are talking about our NSM because they, they showed a picture of the old NSM patch, but this is not an active member with us. So uh, if they come to us, I'll be like, you know, hey, I'll be more than happy to go ahead and file it through the FEC, but... This particular one, I didn't do it. Okay. Well, that's right. Protect yourself. Protect your organization. Good. Good for you. Don't take credit where it's not due. You know, if you didn't do it, then that's, right. what, that's the right thing to do because it can come back and bite you in the ass. That's smart. Very smart. Because yep. uh, there are a lot of uh, provocateurs out there. That's true. Man, all right. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up here. Uh, sorry, since you came on late, I gave Bert his closing thoughts real quick. You want to take one minute? Anything you want to add or say or real quick? I mean, anybody else? i got two minutes left here. Uh, yeah, one thing, guys. keep an eye on these sneaky Democrats. They just added uh, the female draft in the defense bill. The Pentagon's got to start drafting women in order to get funding after they amended the defense budget. So maybe the women of the United States ought to be made aware of this. Your Democrat party wants to draft your ass in the event of a big war. Well... 
Tune in Friday night. I'll be on there 9 p.m. I might go ahead and do Saturday, too, what the hell, uh, on the NSM Media Network. Uh, we'll be uh, close out tonight with a little bit of Metallica, you know. But, uh, hey, God bless the Republican. Uh, uh, support the uh, NSM. Go over to the uh, National Socialist Movement. Go over to the NSM's Media Network. I'll be on there on the podcast show on Blog Talk Radio Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everybody. We're having some fun today. Thank you.